The military-industrial complex is a real thing. It is the combination of defense contractors, the Pentagon, and Congress. And they all work together to get the country to spend money on building weapons. They built an immense defense infrastructure, churning out tanks and planes and ships. And that really never stopped. And Eisenhower was wary of the relationship between industry and the government. And he saw that the military-industrial complex could get carried away. Interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Blood for drama, drama, blood for drama, drama, blood for drama, drama. Shall we begin? Good morning. Welcome to Blunt Force Drama. On this episode, we will be discussing the military industrial complex. This episode today is brought to you by Audible, Amazon affiliate. We are currently on league with Audible, so we have a link on our website. If you go click the link, uh, chose the uh, free sign up thing, so nobody actually has to spend any money. So if you click the link and you sign up, we make a little bit of money. And then you can just cancel that shit. <laughs> so it's like a play on the system. So click the link, check it out. You can listen to us on Audible too. So audibly, Audible with us. <laughs> yeah, Audible's great. I I subscribe. I have a ton of uh, books in my library. And it's awesome, especially if you're doing stuff like over-the-road trucking. You know, there's a lot of areas where you don't have service. Audible allows you to download um, episodes and books, audiobooks, to your phone directly. So you don't need service. You can keep listening uninterrupted throughout your journeys or... Um, in periods and places where there's there's not a lot of service, uh, a lot of times I like to put them on, go to sleep to them, listening yep. to the uh, the sweet, subtle, soothing voice of Ashley on the way to bed. Wolf, I uh, can attest to the uh, listening in the truck. That's I've learned a lot from Audible. Check that shit out. So anyway. it's uh. It's like an ominous phrase, you know what I mean? Like it's never associated. Military industrial complex. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's not. It's not like associated <laughs> with anything positive. Not talk about like, like put free the, range chickens. Like put the the Darth Vader fucking tone behind it. <laughs> yeah. Boom, 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 boom. It's the industrial march. Yeah. John Williams. Hmm. What is it? What it's does that mean? A bunch of bullshit. That's what it means. Obviously, you probably know way more than about this than I do. Um, I think it was uh, Dwight Eisenhower coined the phrase on his uh, farewell speech or some shit. Right, right. Farewell address, I think it's called. Yep, address the nation. Uh, and like warned about if it gets out of hand, how devastating it could be for the country. Well, they didn't listen, and here we are. What do you think he had in his mind? Like, what was the the end all that he imagined? Like, just a total military, uh, like a private military government that's just bullied all their citizens, or probably. I think that he was in the military, and whatever it was, the forties or fifties or some shit. Or earlier, I don't remember when, but he was in there and uh, kind of 
got a little taste of it, and then became the president. I wasn't alive then, so I'm pretty sure he was a yeah, decent. Yeah, a little, little hazy. He was a decent yeah, president, a, president, I think. Mm-hmm. Was he even a sperm? I don't remember. No, I wasn't even a sperm at that point. No, this was really a long time ago. It was a sperm in my granddaddy. Granddaddy, granddaddy, Dill. But, uh, you know, you get into being the president, then you get to kind of like see some of the internals, and they're probably pretty scary. So I think uh, on his way out, he was kind of like, yo, <laughs> you know, you need to kind of like keep an eye on this shit that's happening over here, man, because these motherfuckers are taking over the world. You know, like Lockheed and Martin and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were around then, but they're definitely around now, and they control everything. They're like real deep into everything. They do like fingerprinting analysis and um, drones. Like they have a fucking a caucus in the government for drones. Like the yeah. drone caucus. Well, how about, you know, starving children? Let's have a caucus about that. We need a caucus about the raucous caused by these drones. Yeah, so there's like 1.5 million drones at any given time flying around which staring is a, at you. Which is way more than all of the Radio Shacks combined when I was a kid had in their stock. Yeah, drones weren't even a thing when I was a kid. So when he first saw one as an adult, I was like, what the fuck is that, man? Is that an alien? <laughs> I'm going to shoot at it. <laughs> we had like RC helicopters and stuff uh, when I was a kid. And, you know, you had RC planes. Um, and it, even back then, I was like, man, it would be so awesome if you could just pull one off of your shoulder as a soldier and then fly it around to see where all the bad guys are. Because I was like... Uh, so you could have invented drones, eh? I should shoulda, coulda, woulda. Because I was 10 years old and 9-11 happens. And like, I'm bleeding red, white, and blue. I'm fucking pissed and so i had already like kind of glorified military service and then that was my plan was to go become a aeronautics engineer um and then go do those things and now you don't you know you didn't no yeah i failed my first two years of high school due to absences so i couldn't ever get like a good college grant or loan or gay so i just enlisted um i was uh in history class in senior year of high school in 9-11. And I wanted to go to the military. Very badly. I think I was in... My dad talked me out of it. Fourth grade? Fourth grade or fifth grade? <laughs> there. That, that shows you the uh, age difference here. I'm like 100. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's like 12. Uh, my dad talked me out of it. He's like, don't do it, bull. I went in there and they sprayed Agent Orange all over us and experimented on us and gave us some kind of tricky-dicky weed. And <laughs> we, just don't do it. I'm telling you, just, just, just don't do it. They shoot you up with all kinds of crap and make you go out there and kill people. and Just don't do it. Okay. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. He was all conspiracy theory man and then he got the vaccine when he's old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you just did everything you told me not to do. Yeah, well, on. I'm old. What's that? Does that change the fact that they're experimenting on you? It doesn't matter. Anyway, so military industrial. Yeah, company. so let's uh, let's see what Eisenhower had to say. Right, uh, quoting his uh, farewell address. A vital element in you keeping have to read the it peace. like him. I don't even know what he sounded like. I wasn't. <laughs> you have to read it like him. He's 
Sounds like the typical fucking fifties uh, fucking guy, like radio talk guy. Right, 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 right. Today on the farewell address, a vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Hey, our arms must be might. Ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But now we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. This conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. Yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. That's, that's what he had to say about it. Golf clap. That's pretty good, Dave. <laughs> I was always the first one to raise my hand to read in school. Especially uh, not even knowing what he sounded like. Sounded pretty fucking close. <laughs> that was pretty goddamn good, man. Yeah, Couldn't I have did to, better myself, sir. I, I used to read, um, you know, The Cat in the Hat with like a southern plantation <laughs> owner's drawl <laughs> in oh kindergarten. Uh, fucking uh, Miss Your Candy. Yeah, Miss Your Candy. Um. So distilling what that that is. Um, Look very devil now, Donald. He uh, <laughs> very dapper. <laughs> he he acknowledged that like some companies, right? Because government can still only exist with so much power without it becoming like a complete dictatorship. You know what I mean? Or communist party. Right. But he knew that companies like Raytheon and Northrop Grumman. And Boeing, Boeing, yep. everything else was was going to come into existence. Right? David because Boeing, David Boeing, <laughs> uh, yeah, like the uh, the tactical nuclear Boeing Starman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we call this one Starman. Yeah, uh, he he saw that right on the on the horizon, like as he says it, and. Uh, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. So literally, like fear-mongering, right? All of the Cold War, he was set at the start of that during his presidency, and like he, like immediately they jumped into a a huge increase of spending, and he's like, we got to slow down a little bit. He's like, I understand, like this is my job. All eyes are on me to ensure that we don't become Russia's bitch, but. Hold, hold on, Nelly. Yeah. Um, Take it back a notch. And then he, you know, as a president, like, he himself had to experience firsthand people being bought out, you know, lobbying. Like, he's signing off on all these bills and everything else like that. So he's the best person to speak on it. You know what I mean? Just like yes, other presidents were the first and best uh, candidates to speak about how we knew about aliens. Yeah, so... He knew everyone else was aware, but he was opposed to it, and everyone else was just, like, licking their chops, you know, ready to be first in line to get the new defense contract. The first one in line! So, for me, I was involved a little bit in sort of our, like, 
inventory and like product acquisition in the Navy when they're like order stuff. And so it's, they've got their own like websites and portals, just like we have with our corporation. Now we work with the $10 pens, ladies and gentlemen, The $10 pens for the, four pens. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's ridiculous. And so for one example, we had these uh, vehicles as amphibious crafts called larks, the lark V slep. The Lighter Amphibious Resupply Cargo 5-Ton Service Life Extension Program. Big name, big stupid fucking machine. Uh, pretty much useless. <laughs> but it had like a big 375 horsepower John Deere motor. And that drove uh, a bunch of solar gears that um, powered four hydraulic motors for the wheels. And like another one went off to do the propeller and everything. But those wheel motors were only created by one company, and that was it. Mm. So we are literally shoehorned to buy only from this company, which can set whatever prices they want. And then out of our fleet of like 30 vehicles, only like eight or 10 of them were up at any given time. And so when one of those wheel motors went bad, which they did all the time because we're running through seawater, we'd have to replace it with another one. And then send one of those two or three bad wheel motors back to the company for them to refurb. They take as much fucking time as they want because we can't hold them accountable for it. You know what I mean? Right. And then so they come back six months later and now we've been down to like six of these things. It's oh, it's so bad. So gay. Yeah. It's just it's stupid. Like businesses are run efficiently. That's why like the big businesses got that way because they were the most efficient. The government doesn't have to worry about that. Like, there's very little oversight and spending, and then so, uh, there's like a. They don't even know where half the money went. Yeah, so like, that's, that's what happened with Putin, out. right? In this invasion into Ukraine, he's been giving his money to the uh, military for the last like twenty years, expecting that it was doing something good, and he was building up to a great. <laughs> great army and then they roll it on like you know yeah. dry tires and um all their shit's getting pulled yeah, away by ukrainian tractors yeah everything filled away because it was uh, so much you know greed and corruption and like his generals are just literally stealing money right in front of his face for like two decades it happens here too yeah well, at least we cover it up a lot better yeah yeah oh. but uh, it does does happen for sure so looking at the um u.s defense uh comparison i see u.s defense budget uh, on peter g peterson foundation it's an awesome name nice last snapshotted as of may 11th of 2022 so still a year old what was it peter g peterson peter g peterson you imagine being having the last name puffer and your first name is peter <laughs> Hey, Peter Puffer, what's up? <laughs> anyway. Piper, yeah, those is terrible names, combinations. Um, so we're up to $801 billion for the United States, which tops out over the next nine countries uh, combined, right? So that's China, India, the UK, Russia, France, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Japan, and South Korea. China's budget equals the next top four so china's spending as much as india uk russia and france and then you have germany saudi arabia japan and south korea which is like 
half of what China's spending. So, um, like fifty million a piece or fifty billion a piece on average, right? So if China's up to like two hundred and fifty billion, Japan, South Korea are at like fifty billion a piece, um, and we've got eight hundred one billion. So when we say like Team America World Police, like we've got the funding for it. There's a reason why we have uh, military bases in every other allied country, several of them, and they're stocked with F-35s and and, uh, we've got ships in every corner of the world all the time. We've got subs under every iceberg. Yep. Uh, We out there, boys and girls. Some reason... uh... America's like the world police. I don't know why. I mean, because we're World War champs. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't be up in everybody's business all the fucking time. Maybe we should worry about ourselves and not a whole everybody else all the time. But yeah, help out when you can and shit. But, like, you know, we're sending all this money to Ukraine and stuff, and they're not a NATO country. And well, we got potholes all in our road. Like, what the fuck? You know, you could take a quarter of that and fix the whole infrastructure. Just fractions, right? So there's um, there's a whole bunch of pomp with that, right? You pompous windbag. So we had like <laughs> we had uh, a nickname. By, by Teddy Roosevelt, uh, the Great White Fleet, back in like the Age of Steam and uh, during basically like just prior to the First World War, right, when we really were in, in dominance uh, for the Navy. The Great we, we still are. White Fleet. Yeah, but that was just like a show of force to the whole world. That was like the start of mm. America as, as world police. America. And we've definitely like tightened down on that. Fuck. (laughs) I had to do it, man. I mean, like, so NATO, everyone else looks to us. You know, we're like big brother. Like, hey, what should we do about this? Literally. (laughs) Over the UN meetings. Like, like, we're literally big brother in every concept of the word. mm -hmm. Like, even 1984, big brother is watching. Speaking out against it, we've got the Patriot Act. Blatant yeah, infringement on all of our that's, rights. That's it's gay. They did that after uh, 9-11. 9-11. And it pretty much... Thanks, George. It pretty much just uh, dissolved the Fifth Amendment. Yeah. Or gave, fourth, fourth Amendment. Gave the government carte blanche to just do whatever they yeah, want with look your at information. You, just look at you on all your shit and... You say one thing and they're like, blackball this motherfucker. Yeah. You know? And I mean, just even with like Facebook, you know? I mean, I get like being a bully and shit and being an online bully. Yeah, okay. But you can't even like talk how we talk. No. You know, you can't write the word fag or quote Hitler. Right. Because Hitler was a terrible person, but like this happened to me. You know, I was like talking about the the comparison because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Comparison between like our leaders and Hitler. And they were talking about like taking guns away. And I literally put like a quote 
from Hitler, like the first process to taking over is taking the populist guns away. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that little dash mark, Adolf Hitler, because his name was in there, <laughs> I got blackballed for like three months. Yeah, I was like sure. gone for three months. I used to have a gigantic reach from doing like music and stuff and like knew a bunch of people and one post would get like 5,000 views. Yeah, well, obviously you're just a skinhead, so. Now, yeah, <laughs> I I get like four. Yeah, <laughs> They're like, okay, we got to shut this motherfucker up over here. That's dismal. Um, but that's the power that came with like the military industrial complex. It's um, The corporations even, man, like they, even social media, you know, they get paid by the military industrial complex to shut people up. This is Nazi Germany. Yeah, I, I used to live in an area where I was next to um, a Raytheon and, like, Boeing and, and Grumman, like, uh, some of their sub-headquarters. And uh, I think it was, like, Military Way or, like, air Airspace Way or something like that was their uh, yeah. the road name of the highway that went through all of their, their headquarters. I was like, damn, they got their own fucking road named after them. Literally. Um, they have, uh, well, I mean, this is a military base, but like on uh, at McDill, mm-hmm. all their roads are like that. They yeah. have a whole store and everything in there. Like, you live in that motherfucker, you know? And then having to go in there and, and like, they got this big red fucking line. You been to McDill? Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time there. You know, we have to deliver shit there. So when you used to send me there, mm-hmm. number one, you have to be like probed and your truck has to be rifled through and any kind of weaponry or any, anything like that. So they were asking me about like rebar. What's this for? I'm like, um, binding. <laughs> yeah. But they have this big red line because you have to go out on the, on the runway and you have to park in this one area that you barely fit in, so you're unchaining. And uh, the guy's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You have to be escorted too, you know. So he's like, "Oh, don't step over that line, man." I'm like, "What line? Oh shit! There's a giant red line." <laughs> you about a says, one one misstep away from getting clapped. Come, you know, he's like, "Step over that line, man. We have to arrest you." I'm like, "You brought me here. <laughs> like, what do you mean you have to arrest me, dude?" You don't have to flex on me because you're a little bitch in a fucking uniform. Hey, n- hey now. Yeah. Hey now. All right now. Them's our boys and girls. Well, he literally was a little bitch in a uniform. Like, he was a little tiny man. Automatically makes him a bitch to you. Yeah. I would eat you in the apocalypse, you said. <laughs> he just could tell that he was like a fake fuck. He was probably like an office guy. Never been like went through boot camp like twenty years ago and yeah never actually even seen any kind of unfortunately thing. there's there's some of those which is why I left it right was because of those people there's a bunch of them yeah actually the guys that are like you can tell the difference you know the guys that like been in some shit you can just tell by looking at them even if they're small like stature doesn't yeah for sure I've seen some tiny dudes that are like. Motherfucker right there, man. Eat your face off, dude. dude most most <laughs> seals are, are small guys. They're either really small or they're real big. There's right. there's not a lot of middle ground um, no. in spec ops. You need the, the tunnel rats. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's so like pinging off of that. We'll, we'll sidebar a little bit. We have this this national pride, which every nation is always trying to foster pride in their citizens, and one Mer. of those is like war, right? Our Mer. army, Mer. our our ability to defend or protect other countries, right? That's like an inherent thing. It's always been a glorified position to go and fight for your country growing up, right? Well, until now, but yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I grew up with that. You know, I grew up Me with too. old heads who were like... With the with the fucking heavy metal music and the, the like, eagle flies over the tank and it's like... <laughs> there's motherfuckers like jumping out of helicopters and shooting a bunch of fucking guns while they're parachuting. And, and it's like, be all you can be. In the army. Yeah, I remember those. And yeah. now you watch it, though. This so. is a story of a girl who was raised by two mouths. <laughs> it's like <laughs> animated. Can you see it? No. I gotta send it to you. Oh. It's like animated. It looks like anime. And it's... Some... They're, trying to get, they're trying to get the most impressionable kids. But uh, uh, you, you go play soldier as a kid yeah, right any stick that looks like a gun is a gun is it gu- yeah is a gun in the hands of uh any creative so that was a thing i remember like playing the u.s army video game that they made yeah, oh, yeah. and i was that passing was, the sniper trials and i'm like great, i'm gonna yeah. go shoot a bunch of jihadis like i was i was super about that right and um it's just a like a long-term brainwashing it's uh even even now in like Call of Duty, you know when you play online. Yeah, we have a whole populace that's favorite game is Call of Duty, and and the way they talk on there is like like they went and studied because they've never been in the military. I'm sure most of them haven't. So they go on and like study lingo, like okay, Alpha Tango, Red Team Go, <laughs> like a bunch of dorks. Dude, I'll tell you what though, my SEAL instructors played us in Call of Duty. We were getting our asses beat one day, and they're like, choose a champion. Like, what the fuck? Like, choose a champion for Call of Duty. If he beats us, we'll let you guys out. Mm. If he fails, you're here for another three hours. He got his ass whooped, <laughs> sir. <laughs> he, he he wound up like, <laughs> like the 315 or something. What was this shit you were showing me the other day? Uh, William Knifeman or something? William Knifeman. Oh! <laughs> yes, it was great. The My nipples like, are always hard. <laughs> this guy's like throwing a knife into a window from like twenty miles away. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> kind of cheat code do you got? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's it's kind of low key radicalizing individuals, right? Oh, yeah. We're we're making war as accessible as it could ever be. It's even in songs. Five finger death punch. War is the answer. Um. Everything. It's yeah, everywhere. and those those bands go play at bases overseas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you think of company. A, you think of a kid. Think of a twelve year old, of fifty years ago, right? What does a twelve year old know about like war? Right? It's only the shit that their parents tell them. Sometimes you know what I mean. But they didn't have those ads. They didn't have you know be all you can be. You know. Uh, U.S. Army with fifty years, um, fifty, sixty, seven. It doesn't matter. Like pre video game, social media, like super, you know, movies, like action movies and stuff mm. like that. You, you kind of had like mash and stuff, but there was all like Cold War though, super campy. 
Cold War, they were like doing like real training on how to survive a nuclear blast. That's that's different. That's more like a PSA. But like, we went from like Mash, which is like oh happy fun campy, to like Extraction and like Black yeah. Hawk Down and um, uh, what Tears of the Sun and shit like that. Like Platoon. Yeah, we we have the the not like it's still glorified, but like we have like the darker part of of war. Some um, red line. And so that's what I grew up with. And so that little bit of like pride doesn't go away uh, without a fight for sure. And that'll extend throughout their entire life. So then when these, these people are doing whatever they are for the society, whatever level, whether they're politicians or they're production managers at a factory, like they're all still a part of that military industrial complex like complicit or not we all make that big machine work and the um, war machine yeah oh. it's wild um ozzy tried to warn us about it war pigs i forget the lyrics but it's like bodies burning still the war machine, war machine keeps, keeps turning. turning oh lord yeah that shit. Yes, generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses, evil minds that plot destruction, sorcerer of death's construction. Uh, in the fields of Bonnie's burning, as a war machine keeps turning, death and hatred to mankind, poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, Lord, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck, that's such a good song. War pigs of the power. Such a good song. Uh, same thing. With yeah, like, that was like, what, in the 80s? Uh, 1970. Oh shit! Yeah, Ozzy's in the middle of genius. middle of the war, right? Ozzy is a genius, and that's <laughs> it was such a fucking hard ass riff too. So we're we're conditioned to support this thing on every level. Our taxes are being sent directly Stolen. to the stuff. It's like, yeah, your think about. How many dollars you've spent to buy ammunition like NATO rounds five five six that are killing uh, some young uh, soldier somewhere? <laughs> you can trace it directly back to your pocket at this point. Yeah, you literally pay for all this stuff and don't get anything from it really. Because yeah, those those misguided Syria drone strikes at hospitals and schools. Yeah, we we supported that whether we wanted to or not. Yeah. We don't Government have sucks. We don't have say. So that's that's one thing is we can influence a lot of policy for business. Oh, ooh, yippee, sure. We don't have any say about the war. You no. know what I mean? Unless we go out and riot in the streets like they did for uh the Vietnam War. Um Is there a fucking hawk outside? What the fuck? Stephen Hawking just came to visit. <laughs> Uh, I think it was a hawk. Holy hawk. Um, so yeah. Fucking hawk. That thing is really popping off. I mean, I need to move. It's talking a lot of shit out there. It's uh, so, one of them fake birds. They're talking about us again. <laughs> That's fucking... Shut them the fuck down. We're about to get black bagged and thrown into a CIA black site in Guantanamo. Um, yeah, so we, we are 
a part of the problem, and there's not much we can do about it unless we literally go march in the streets, which, as you said before, try and take our guns away so we can't. Um, right. But That's exactly let's right. But be, let's be brighter. Let's flip to the other side, right? So we're spending all this money on countries and foreign aid and stuff, but what has what the military-industrial complex done for you? Well, mm. a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, war is like a, a unifying factor for economics <clears throat> as well as people. There's, so back during like World War One and Two, like the invention of the Jeep, like yeah. the uh helicopters. Yes, uh planes, jet engines. Everything goes through the military first. You know, phones. Their R and D department is like and limitless. Like, we don't even funding. know. We're like ten years out from knowing everything. Yeah. So they have it and then like after like duct tape. Duct tape was invented by the military, mm-hmm. you know, and now you use that shit for everything. Yeah, like, so like wrangling crocodiles, all kinds of shit, man. Um, five mile an hour tape is like amazing. Uh, paracord. I mean, that's that's pretty simple. But let's let's go up to computers, right? Mm, computers. Alan Turing creating the first computer, so we could crack, you know, the code. Right. Um, that the Germans are using. So that's that's kind of a big thing, yes. <laughs> breaking the German Enigma cipher, and then now we've got Pornhub. Thanks, Alan. Yeah. Appreciate you. I don't think that he was wanting that to happen. No. Uh, but all of our infrastructure for, like, flight, so, like, jet engines, right? Now we have commercial passenger planes, radar, so we can track those planes. Um, we can track Chinese spy balloons floating over Wolf. our country. Wolf. Um, we can. Yeah, we tracked them and didn't do shit. We about can track it. UFOs and uh, classify it. Yep. Got blood plasma transfusion, right? Because we had so many casualties, like science had to catch up. Um, in Germans, you know, all the Nazi experiments, stuff like that. Like, yeah, the most atrocious things you could ever do to a human being were done. And a lot of that was in the, the name of science. Yep. And uh, once that knowledge is out, it's Pandora's box. You can't put it back in. So we learned a lot uh, about like the human body, conditions, psychology, because of this, like PTSD. You know, mm-hmm. like we had a whole bunch of triggered soldiers that were shooting up their families and you know jobs and stuff. Like, oh, why is this happening? Like, go. Go look into it. Oh, wow. Well, they're fucked up from trauma. How many other people have traumas? Trauma specific towards war? No. You can experience trauma everywhere. So there's a whole new portion of the human experience. They that... used to call that shit shell shock. Yeah, for sure. Shit shell shock. <laughs> um, so just everything. Uh, like penicillin, um, first flu vaccines, polio vaccines. Like, Oh, yeah, man. Real science. Yeah, real science that really impacts the world caused, like, direct correlation with our war efforts. Yep. Because they had to to win, basically. Yeah, but it's, like, big, big, big business. Like, even bigger than, like, your corporations. You know, it's huge. Like, Lockheed and Martin is fucking gigantic, you know? Um, and they're, like, got fingers and everything, you know? And it makes me think of, like, shows. Like, there was that show, Jericho. 
Yeah. The uh, it wasn't like China or anything that dropped all them bombs. You know, it was like uh, a, a a company like Lockheed and Martin. It had a different name. It wasn't a real company, but it was uh, them that did it, and then they kind of like took over everything. Police state kind of situation. It's basically a bunch of mercenaries, you know, and like that's what we're doing right now in Ukraine. We're not having quotation, you know, boots on the ground, military soldiers. We're having mercenaries go in there and train people. Yeah. So like uh, Northrop Grumman's annual gross profit for 2022 was just shy of seven and a half billion dollars. Billion. From profit take their overhead out of that you think about um the average person the average u.s citizen making somewhere about fifty thousand a year right uh, you make that much right but that's like an average like the median for lower middle class Hundred and fifty thousand people at fifty thousand annually Hundred and fifty thousand average salaries in it's profit. like a whole ass city that's a whole ass city. One fucking guy. I guess it's two. <laughs> yeah, CEO, vice CEO, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but that's that's a lot of money coming. A lot in of there. money, man. Unfortunately, it's coming out of our pockets. Um, yep. But that's that's a weird thing. So it's coming out of our pockets because if, like, okay, we make these badass Hellfire missiles. Cool. Thanks, Raytheon. Yeah, they also cost well, we're like selling those to the U.S. right, unless we're also selling to NATO countries. Well, you know, like uh, you think of like the first Iron Man. Yeah. When, when uh, the fucking jihadis or whatever they are, the uh, Ten Rings. That them people, you know, when they they had him, they they were going to blow everything up with Stark missiles. Tony Stark, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the Jericho. Yeah. So, it it happens, and I mean, yeah, that was a movie, but it happens in real life. You see shit from all over the world, like, you know, fucking Iran has Russian AKs, and, and China has Russian AKs. And yeah, do yourselves a favor, watch Iron Man, and watch Lord of War with Nicolas Lord of Cage. War was a great movie. Incredible. Mm. Loved it. Or War Dogs after that. War same, Dogs is a good one. Same concept, dude. Our our power does not stay localized. You no. know what I mean? It it spreads, and that's again. Um, I think in in War Dogs and Lord of War, it starts out in scenes where like they're actively in a country where like basically children, like child soldiers, are, like fighting. You yeah. know what I mean? We're we're destabilizing other governments. This this machine is a worldwide influencing it, it's, thing. Uh... Even, what was that fucking thing that Obama did? Put all the machine guns in, like, Mexico or some shit? Um, and then lied about it? I forget the name. It had a name. Yeah, we're real um, sensitive sometimes. Even Reagan did that. Like, uh, I think it was Chile or something? It's been done since it's been capable of being done. Yeah, they did it. Russia did it in Vietnam, dropping just crates of AKs, you know, 
It was probably happening back in the Mexican-American War. <laughs> right for the Alamo. What are all these landscapers doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Couldn't, couldn't resist. Oh, hombre, this is my multifunction AR-15 slash rake. <laughs> yeah, like AR stood for assault rake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number 15, because it has 15 times on it, dog. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> uh, it's just a joke. Don't get mad. <clears throat> yeah, this breaks 50 lives a second. I mean, leaves a second, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. <clears throat> okay, back to the... Yeah, back to the good things that it's done. I mean, a lot of uh, countries require military service, like two years minimum. Like South Korea, a lot of Eastern countries, a lot of uh, Eastern European countries still require that because it... Like, say what you want um, about the little gate guard or whatever. Like, it can actually help you build better people. Yeah, um, I mean, it teaches you a lot of stuff. There's a, there's a lot of work ethic. There's a lot of pushing through adversity. There's a lot of team building. Organizational skills. Yeah, there there's a reason that you see so many soldiers make their beds for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Because um, like, they had to in boot camp. Yeah. Why is this not put into space, private well, it, pile? It's horrifying <laughs> when someone flips your rack and sees your uniform is folded wrong and then everything you own for those couple months is thrown onto the ground and stepped on and kicked across the floor. You And you're devastated because, like, I wanted to be better, right? I Like, I had that in me. I wanted to be better for them, better for my country. I was like, dude, I I should have known. I, I'm an idiot. Like, I, I was pushing myself to a higher standard and taking taking that shit really personally um you still do that yeah i do i do i I take on a lot you shouldn't well i mean that's we're not in the military anymore dave it's okay to be like fuck off man i'm not gonna do everything for you i'm sorry i want to be i want to be better for my team i want my team to do well fuck that shit there is no team in corporations just because they use the word team training events you know pizza parties because they use the word or the manager says hey team we got training this week fuck you i am the i in team you need to be more like me dave don't let them push you around man it's just like anything else dude like if you do you take more responsibility then they just give it to you well, that's that's a sidebar conversation. Yeah. But for now, talk about war and the, the military-industrial complex. So we had our episode on war, right? Is is war necessary? And I think absolutely. What was our conclusion on that? It shouldn't be necessary, but it's it, inevitable it, it until we change. Be, and yeah, it shouldn't be until we can fucking get along. And yeah. with corporations and companies lobbying like this, it's never going to go away. So. I mean, if we somehow, we can't do shit, you know, even if we're like rioting in the streets, they're still not going to stop doing Wind it. Wind up like Tiananmen Square. They still, they they make so much money and, you know, it's politicians too, these co- these companies give kickbacks to the guy that, that pushes the shit through, you know, it's uh, just a big cyclone of bullshit. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Unless we had a, a war that made everything start over, you know? 
which would suck. So, uh, how much do you know about, um, uh, I don't know anything about that. How much, how much do you know about mercenaries? <laughs> uh, I know that they're usually ex-military, ex-special ops officers that do things for money now, private security, shit like that. Yeah, you remember, um, you, like Blackwater is pretty well in the uh, Blackwater, the public domain of knowledge. So, I, I did training over there, right? For Blackwater, at Blackwater Complex, yeah. Nice. So, we had it was created by this dude named Eric Prince and uh, Al Clark. So I've met Al Clark personally, co-founder of of Blackwater. Super cool dude. He was on on our side right mm-hmm. so the guy in the shit that's making his livelihood and his company from this was like cautioned against it and he didn't like where eric prince was going right where he was basically i don't know like just just a war dog for the government he's like we got to like pick our battles because especially after the shit with hillary clinton and um no oh, please hillary kitten don't you know uh benguzi me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like a, a big meme. Ben, yeah, Benghazi. Uh, right. After like several of their agents were were caught and hung in Benghazi, uh, in yeah, a they, place that they weren't supposed to be in, doing shit they yeah. weren't supposed to be doing. Apparently, it never happened. Yeah, apparently, it never happened. Except according, it did. According to Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah. So it was <laughs> renamed to uh, XE Services in 2009 because <laughs> people are pretty dumb. And oh, that's not backwater. It's XE Services, like Fresh Slate. Yeah, like how uh, Facebook changed to Meta. Yeah. Uh, then I got renamed again to Academy in 2011, which is when I went. I, I went when it was like brand new titled Academy, but it's still Blackwater people at the Blackwater site. Um, I think in North Carolina. Just put a new sign on that bitch. Yeah. And uh, it's just been been growing and growing. It's a 26-year-old company now. Uh, it's making just shy of a billion dollars, right? Uh, annually, so there's it's a lot of money in war, and there's a lot of sci-fi projections, right? Where that becomes the biggest thing, right? If the military-industrial complex is still hemorrhaging money, right, from the government side, if, if the government's forces are really shitty about spending their money, which they are, yes. If you just pass that over to uh, Academy, right? Or now it's under Constellus. So uh, five names later, right? Same company, <laughs> same shit. Same just, people running it. We'll just fire all of these, you know, uh, privates and lieutenants and stuff. And then they can just go work for Constellus. And then it'll be better for everyone, right? Less wasted money. It's run more efficiently. And uh, like, at what happens at what point when... Eric Prince or Eric Prince Jr. just decides, yeah, we've got all the guns in the country and uh, we make all the money and it's my guys that are fighting and dying. Yeah, I don't think we should get involved in this war. Let's uh, let's just go storm the White House and uh, let's let's start a new order. Mm. Like, That's kind of what happened in that Jericho show. Yeah, it it's 
again, in, in sci-fi, it's it's a projection based off of current information, current trends, lessons from history, and uh, we're entering like a new age where that's an option. Private militaries. You had like the Hussars were you know basically a private force. There's been a lot of military forces in history that have basically started their own countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they take over even like Nazis. I mean, it's just been happening since way back, you know, fucking Rome, like almost took over the whole world, you know, but then three quarters. It can, can it happen now? Uh, can it happen soon? Should I we, mean, it could happen. Should we remain vigilant and on watch against this or? I think so. But if everyone doesn't do it, then nothing will happen. Um, and, you know, you talk about constitution and shit like that, rights, um, that's important, but do you really have any, (laughs) you know, I mean. Only because you have a verbal agreement, you have an understanding on some level until the understanding is broken, but no piece of paper is going to protect you. No, um. The thing that is going to protect you is what the piece of paper says, you know, and that's why they're trying to take them away. Yeah, only if it's upheld in a court of law, which well, you got to wait for that court to I d- mean, enforce it. If you think about if this was to happen, you know, like this Prince Jr. guy or whatever, mm-hmm. Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. over here. <clears throat> <laughs> I want to break free. <laughs> you know, so that guy... <clears throat> Fucking takes over the company and then decides that he's going to start his own country and take over ours. Well, yeah, they got a lot of shit. And uh, they probably got a lot of people to work for them. But there's a shitload of people in America, you know, and most of them have guns. Um, so, you know, it's another argument, but like... Freedom of speech, Second Amendment. The second one protects all the other ones, in my opinion. You know, so it was literally written to keep the government small and keep this from happening, which it didn't. But, I mean, I don't even know if we could do anything about it now. It's so big. But uh, the way you protect against tyranny is... With weaponry. I mean, that's what happened in the revolution. They didn't like what was happening. Mm -hmm. You know, fucking tyrannical government. They fought against it with guns and won. And now here we are 200-something years later. Now it's happening again. But, uh, I don't know. I know that I would be down to fight. I don't know that anybody else would. I, I know a few, but I just, I don't know if okay. we could. I don't know if we could, honestly. So say <clears throat> five years, Constellus and a, a coalition of different private security forces take over the government. Boom. They're installing the new order. Now we're all in arms, right? No, that's not my government. Let's go fight out with professional mercenaries and see if we come out on top uh, in the middle of D.C. Numbers win, though. Okay, but what are we fighting for? 
Freedom. What is what is freedom to us? Because we say we have freedom now, but we've got jack shit, honestly. Well, I mean, freedom. We're, we're freer than a lot of other places. Yeah, yeah, but w- at what point <laughs> does freedom stop and start? Like, what is what is the purpose of us fighting overseas? What is the purpose of us supporting this machine? I don't and know. I don't we? think we should. Um, I mean, unless you got like Nazi Germany or somebody that's doing a bunch of fucked up shit and taking over everything. I mean, we should stay out of that shit. China um, is doing a bunch of fucked up shit. They're ramping up their uh, military spending. They've been bullying all the Southeast yeah, so Asian we, countries. So are we. Look at ours compared to theirs. I mean, are we? Are we? Innocent? Yeah, but like, like Japan's a, a a super ally of ours, which is well, one of the most ironic turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when when uh when you and your childhood bully. Head like finally fight and beat each other's asses and become best friends like that's that's happened to me multiple that's times. us in japan yeah and and even germany like us and germany yeah. are tight germany yeah. got their shit in order and uh so it's well it's, they, i mean there was a lot of people that didn't want to be a nazi you know i think it's the same for the conversation we're having like there's a lot of people that don't want to be ran by blackwater and there's a lot of people that i mean i would say half or more don't want to be ran by some fucking asshole, you know? I mean, the government's an asshole. We're always going to be run by assholes. But you know what I mean? Like, there's a facade of being able to do something about it. Yeah. So, right? But if Blackwater took over, it's going to be like, you do this or we kill you. Like, we're, we're safe, right? Sort Canada's of. not going to send a bunch of tanks down here. Uh, Mexico isn't going to launch a bunch of planes, uh, into SoCal, right? That's the, the privilege that we have of being Americans. Like we are, you got Cuba though. The fuck is Cuba's like that one hood, like gangster on your corner that has no actual gang affiliation, but he keeps trying to flash his piece at like the circle K. (laughs) Like he's not, not a real threat. You know what I mean? And they're, it was. Yeah, but we we've since like we've got people in place. You know what I mean? Yeah, now. Yeah, because now. it was a threat. Okay, you talking about right now? Yeah, yeah, right now. So okay, when you look at Japan and Taiwan and Hong Kong, you look at the Philippines, you look at South Korea, they've got Russia, China, North Korea, all right there, all ramping up, all being aggressive, all making military flexes on the nations. Like, that is Japan's doorstep. That's 250 nautical miles away or something like that. Less than if you go to some of the, uh, the Chinese yeah. islands. The same like, shit with Taiwan, too. Yeah, they're, they're literally adjacent to them, like, via land. They could march soldiers into, and they have, in Hong Kong. Um, so when you talk about, like, oh, we shouldn't send money over to Ukraine and blah, 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 it's like, well, they're not part of NATO, sure. Like, Japan is, you know, South Korea is. Like, the, these are our... Allies, is, is South Korea, in NATO. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like we've, uh, I, I can double check. I'm not. They might be. I don't I'm not know. a political scientist. Sorry, people. But I um, don't know all of them either. They're cool. We like South Korea. They're they're G's over there. We have a lot of friends in South Korea. I mean, um, we we literally had a war to help them. Yeah, yeah. They're they're homies now. So, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Are we fighting for our homies? Do we keep supporting all of this? this industry for war so that we can protect our allies that share like-minded democratic freedom loving ideals i mean that's uh, yeah. that's the thing 
that's I think we yeah, but like we can't do it all the time, you know. Like uh, I think the whole thing in Ukraine's partly our fault. Yeah, that's that's a whole other episode. We're like encroaching on area. Yeah, that's that's a whole whole episode particularly well, about we that already talked section. about that on on the war one too but yeah. like um i don't know man i really don't like i'm not a leader and i don't ever want to be one um i'm like that dude that like just goes and does shit on his own and sometimes people follow you mm-hmm. i'm like edgar friendly on uh demolition man <laughs> uh <laughs> so eisenhower was a proponent of having like a qualified well-trained well-equipped standing army in case the yeah, shit pops I mean, there's off. There's no problem with that, I don't think. Except what happens when, like I said, we have bases all over the world. We need those standing armies set there. So if China invades Japan, we're in it. If they bomb those bases, because our bases are in the middle of some of their most popular cities, we're in it. If well, North Korea... Article 5 and shit. Yeah, if North Korea ever, like, really kicks one back and throws a bomb or launches artillery at Seoul and South Korea, like, we're in it. Well, I mean, it's literally what NATO is. Attack on one of us, attack on all of us. Yeah. And they created that after Germany, World War II. Um, so it didn't happen again. Right. That's that's the, the, the reasoning behind it, which is a good idea, but, like... So is that... What I'm asking is, is that capability to protect democracy, uh, you know, at home and abroad, to enable other countries to have the same universal level of freedom that we experience here? Like you said, we're we're lucky being here. There's a lot of countries they ain't so lucky. Not at all. Do we, you know, share in their resilience in that promise to protect them is supporting the military industrial complex and letting Blackwater gain a billion dollars a year in profit and Northrop Grumman seven and a half billion dollars a year. Is that sacrifice our tax money worth protecting those lives and that quality of life uh, for other people, you know, across the world, really? Is that not a noble pursuit? Can we take that L? As a citizen here, you know, saying, yeah, we got shitty roads, you know, we got shitty school system, we got, you know, bad infrastructure, because at the end of the day, like, we're the last bastion keeping China from walking over there. This is true. It is true. But I, I don't think that we need to spend $800 billion on it. We could do a little little tax cutting on that shit. And... and you know, $800 billion is a ridiculous amount of money. Like, absolute insanity on how much money that is. So, maybe we, we cut a little of it, you know, and use it for something for us. Because right now, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that think the same way I do. Like, it just looks like we're just dropping money like crazy. Which we are. And we're not getting anything for it. And we're the ones paying for it. So we go to work every day. We're out in the sun. It's fucking hot. Summer's coming. And um, that's a lot of sacrifice, man. And then we're like barely making it, you know? So, and who knows what the fuck? You know, we're sending billions of dollars to Ukraine and nobody knows where the fuck they're even doing with it. Yeah, They might just be taking it and propping up their war. And then when it really ramps up, he just rides out. Yeah. 
All right. So Biden, I know you are our seventh listener. You're a, a repeat <laughs> listener, top follower. You get your follower fan badge. He wouldn't remember what we said anyway. Well, luckily he can go to uh, several platforms. He can subscribe. Uh, soon he might have a newsletter coming to his email informing him of uh, next week's episodes, behind the scenes stuff. Um, cut the shit out, man. Trim the fat. There's take it from a guy you know at ground level. There is so much fraudulent and wasteful spending. I don't need Ray Bans, man. When uh, I'm out there, I don't think that he even really does anything though. It's no, not it's, even the president. It's just president's just the first person you see and blame. For sure. And I'm using this as like yeah, satire. I, I guess. But um it it's gotta start somewhere, right? And this has gotta be a top down, otherwise it's a bottom up revolution. You know what I mean? We don't we I don't mean, wanna come to blows with our own government. We just want Biden to has his top down. He's tops down in his, his Corvette. And when he's burning yeah, yeah, hundred right. gallons of gas yeah. <laughs> and, and spending all our oil and sending yeah. it to fucking, he better not be using a government fuel card, motherfucker. <laughs> he probably is. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, but you know when we're selling our oil to them and like draining our fucking, which I mean it props up the economy. I get it, but like we're selling our reserve oil that's for war and and emergencies. We're selling it to China, whoever else. Which takes it away from us, and yeah, you know, the short term is like the gas prices go down, um, but long term is when when shit does go, it it uh, we don't have any fucking oil, and then we're over there like Russia running out of gas, and farmers are coming taking our tanks with, tra- with fucking tractors, you know. Uh, there's just so much happening to where it looks like it's on purpose, almost, you know. On a short aside, I'd love to make like a Pixar movie-esque um, romance or like a stage comedy about like a, a Russian assault transport and like a Ukrainian tractor, like cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this like a uh, oh, like romance they're, they're between them. Yeah, <laughs> the, the tractor saves the wounded Russian AAV soldier and rehabilitates him with the love of a mechanic. Well, the and... tractors were cows though, and cars. They're going tractor dipping. Yeah. <laughs> I think that at the end of the day, like you said, it it is a it's a noble pursuit. I think Team America World Police is a position that whether we want it or not, like that mantle is thrust upon us and we've been shouldering that burden for a long time and it's not without its its credit, you know, like give credit where credit's due. We have a lot of people relying on us. A lot of like you and me people trying to exist and live their lives in a, a healthy, safe fashion, supporting similar ideals. And uh, they don't want to submit to evil communist parties or yeah. rogue dictatorships. Like I think uh, that America has kind of been riding on its rep for a long time. And I think we're about to get our bluff called. You call his bruff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think uh, that we've been big man on 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 campus and for a long time, and I think uh, we're about to have like like Rocky Four up in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Some indestructible big motherfucker just beating your ass. Yeah, I mean, if the if they want to wake the sleeping dragon, dude, we've got a Saint George to put that motherfucker down. 
I mean, think about if if uh, Ivan Drago won. You know, like what would that look like? <laughs> oh, there's there's a comic uh, about Red Superman where yeah, Superman or, lands or, in Russia. Yeah, instead of good old horrible Red Bull of the U.S. <laughs> you know, and it, it, I mean, I'm not talking shit about anybody. Be proud of your country. You know, um, I really wish that people wouldn't listen to propaganda. I think most people don't think that like all Americans are bad or all Russians are bad or all Ukrainians are bad or all Chinese people are bad. Like a lot of people don't want to go to to do this shit. The majority of the populace doesn't want to do it. Um, A lot of wars were fought for no reason. Fucking Vietnam was based on a lie. We were over there forever. And that was to stead the spread of communism. I mean, kind of think that it's up to the country itself to figure that shit out. You know, we, 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 we can't stop communism. If they want to be communists, then let them be communists. That's part of being free. They don't want to be, though. It's... I'm just saying that that's part of, like, what we're about is for people to do what they want. And if they want to, then they're going to have to fight for it like we did. Yeah, well, they're 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 asking for our help, and unfortunately, we... We can't help everybody all the time. I mean, fuck. $800 billion says otherwise. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, that's a lot of money, and we definitely need to cut that shit, but... It's an unfathomable They can just, amount. instead of sending, you know... Um, Ten billion more to Ukraine, they can just cut some out of that eight hundred billion and send it to them. So the right as it stands, they're just printing money. It has no bearing. It has no weight. So this is what happened to. Uh, <laughs> ironically, this is what happened to the Soviet Union. They were just printing money like fucking crazy, and then it fell apart. So I'm sorry, Putin. Whoever came before you fucked it up for you, and now you're not the Soviet Union anymore, and neither is Ukraine. So, now nobody wants to be part of it, and they're fighting back, and sorry. Yeah, so for just the defense budget alone, that's attributing about $2,300 per U.S. citizen to support the defense budget. It's a lot. Annually. That's a lot, because we got like 300 billion people in the United States or uh, some shit. Ask me, 350 million. That's a lot of fucking money, man. That's you a know? lot of money. Um, and I mean, I could definitely use $2,500 more <laughs> on my shit. You know, yeah. I buy all kinds of shit with that shit. But uh, it's just, it's, it's a hard topic, because, you know, I mean, you need to be able to defend your country from, you know, look at Ukraine right now, you know? Yeah. People who speak against the Second Amendment, are you watching the news? What are they using? Those are real assault rifles, you know, fucking machine guns. But Ukraine had a a pretty fucking good size um, military. Because they they knew they needed that standing army. Yeah, and they were right. (laughs) So... You know, uh, it's definitely important to have it and strength. You know, you got to portray that strength to keep people from fucking with you. You know, we talked about on the war one. Um, yeah, nuclear weapons that 
Mutually well, assured destruction. That shit's stupid. I wish we could just get rid of nuclear war because then everybody dies. But I don't know, man. I'm not a fucking military genius or nothing, you know, but can't we all just get along? <laughs> you know, <laughs> ride, ride the king, twice. baby. Rodney King, can't we all get along? Um, probably not, but I don't think we need to spend $800 billion on our military than for fucking pens. No, absolutely not. And we, stupid amphibious machines that don't work. <laughs> like, Yeah, we can we can absolutely <clears throat> downsize, but, you know, we, we got to anti-lobby our senators, our politicians, our lawmakers, right? We got to... Send those letters. Uh, did we talk about this on the corporate one, right? Where, like, even if you're um, a president or whatever, you know, that's a lot of money to say no to. Even if you're honest as fuck. Yeah. Who's to say that Abraham Lincoln wouldn't have been like, no, I don't know what his wife's name was, but looks at his wife like, babe. I know I'm honest, Abe, <laughs> but that's a lot of money. That's a lot, yeah, I, I want that Siberian tiger in that that fourth house <laughs> in Hollywood. A lot of money. Um, All right. Well, uh, as with a lot of things, the change starts with you. You know, we've got a lot of of people that are angry, that are energized, that want to make a difference. I don't think that the the best way to go about that is you know coming up in arms, but. Looking at political sciences, if there's a lot of people that aspire that are have their um, hand on the pulse of international politics and just beyond, you know, politics as a term, like the way that the world is evolving, the way uh, that we interact, you can you can do the most change from within, right? Stick to your chops, keep your heart true, fight, you know, the battles that need to be fought where you can. Um, and a lot of that could be with with our youth that are you know going through college that are choosing their career paths. You could be the politician that cuts back fifty billion dollars from the defense budget that gets rerouted to public schools that gets rerouted to um, you know housing assistance or whatever it is. There's better ways to spend that money. Um, but I think that we we do carry a measure of pride as Americans for being the the peacekeepers uh as as best we can and it costs a lot of money to keep that peace for sure yeah not as much as as we're spending though so no i don't think so this goes out to any of you that are listening that that are making those changes dude keep keeping that fight stay in the trenches man and and eventually you know a dawn will rise over that no man's land the smoke will clear and uh we'll all be a lot better off for it and your names will be uh, on our tongues when we're we're giving thanks. Or on the wall for dying. That um, noble death. Probably. <laughs>